SBS, a world of difference. You're with NITV Radio, on mobile, online and on radio. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land NITV Radio broadcasts from, the Camaragal people and their elders past and present. We also acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander tribes and clans we broadcast to, from the mountains to the plains, from the desert to the sea, from fresh water to salt water. Yuridamarang, hello. I'm your host, Lawana Grant, and welcome to NITV Radio for this Wednesday, the 21st of February. Coming up on today's show, NITV Radio chats with Faye Tan, founder of the Mama Movement label, and Bronwyn David, a First Nations artist and educator, who reveals how their collaboration seamlessly merged authentic Aboriginal art with stylish active wear. And we also share a few stories from our NITV news team. All these stories and more coming up after the latest news. Australia Day 1972 saw the first Aboriginal embassy directly outside Parliament. The native title legislation must be amended. And they've walked this land so many times before anybody came. I am sorry. In this bulletin, the United States vetoes an Arab-backed UN resolution demanding an immediate humanitarian ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war. The First People's Assembly of Victoria marks International Mother Language Day and state funeral for Loija O'Donoghue to be held on March 8. The Queensland Police Service has told a Senate inquiry it is continually adapting to meet the needs of First Nations people. In the latest public hearing, the federal inquiry into missing and murdered First Nations women and children, officials from the Queensland Police Service have given evidence about inequality experienced by First Nations victims and survivors in the criminal justice system. Inspector Sam Bliss from the Queensland Police Service's First Nations Division says the testimonies given by victims to the inquiry is concerning. Me hearing this from these uh, victims that have stepped forward and provided this information um, does concern me uh, from an organisational point of view and that we have police out there that aren't um, being victim-centric, that aren't focused on our victims, it actually is concerning and, and that's something that we need to be better um, and certainly look at our people um, if, that's, if this is what's happening. The inquiry is due to report its findings in June 2024. The First People's Assembly of Victoria has marked International Mother Language Day by renewing calls to embrace First People's languages and dual naming policies. First proclaimed by United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organisation, International Mother Language Day has been observed around the world for more than 20 years. First People's Assembly co-chair Nagara Murray says despite historical attempts to eradicate First People's languages, communities have persevered with some safeguarding their languages for future generations. Ms Murray says it would be great to see more public spaces that recognise and celebrate the oldest living culture in the world. 
world. Treaty negotiations between the Assembly and the Victorian government will begin later this year and dual naming policies are expected to be discussed during the first round of talks. The legacy of Aboriginal rights trailblazer Loija O'Donoghue, who helped inspire some of the greatest changes to Indigenous recognition in Australia's history, will be honoured at a state funeral. Dr O'Donoghue played a key role in the 1967 referendum, lobbied the Keating government to recognise Indigenous land ownership through the native title laws and advised on the apology to the stolen generation. She died on February 4, age 91, on Ghana country in Adelaide with her immediate family by her side. A state funeral for Dr O'Donoghue will be held on March 8. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange has missed the first day of his appeal against extradition due to illness. Assange's lawyers launched the appeal against his extradition to the United States despite his absence, where he could face up to 175 years in prison on espionage charges. Last week, Australia's House of Representatives passed a motion urging the US and UK governments to allow Julian Assange to return to Australia. Deputy Prime Minister Richard Miles told the ABC he would like to see the case resolved. What we want to see is resolution. Um, obviously, we respect the independence of the both the UK and the US judicial systems, and we are very respectful of that. Um, but in, in respect of an Australian citizen um, who is incarcerated overseas, we, we are very simply saying that, um, that, that, that it, this has been a long time now and, and this is a circumstance which needs to be resolved. New South Wales police say a man will be charged with three counts of murder after a mother, her son and another man, believed to be the woman's estranged husband, were found allegedly stabbed to death. A man was arrested about 24 hours after arriving at Sydney's Westmead Hospital, bloodied and suffering knife wounds to his chest, arms and stomach. Detective Superintendent Danny Doherty says police are still investigating the motive behind the attacks. A sort of a chain of events that... I think it's uh, not only tragic in the circumstances, but the, uh, the consequences were cataclysmic. You know, we've just lost you know, three people from one family who've been, uh, had their lives taken away, and what we allege is a murder. The United States has vetoed an Arab-backed UN resolution demanding an immediate humanitarian ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war. The vote in the 15-member Security Council was 13 to 1, with the United Kingdom abstaining. This is the third US veto of a Security Council resolution calling for a ceasefire. Permanent observer to the United Nations for Palestine, Riyad Mansour, described the veto as reckless. The veto of this draft resolution is not only regrettable after weeks of consultations with every single council member and after endless patience by the state of Palestine, the Arab states, and nearly the entire international community that for months have demanded a ceasefire. It is absolutely reckless and dangerous, again, shielding Israel. Israeli ambassador to the United Nations, Gilad Edran, says Israel is seeking a ceasefire, but only if Hamas releases Israeli hostages and Hamas militants must turn themselves in. 
Australian drivers could pay up to twice the price for petrol when purchasing a new car compared to international car markets with effective fuel efficiency standards. The latest Climate Council analysis shows on average a new passenger car sold today in Australia would consume 6.9 litres of fuel per 100 kilometres, leading to an annual petrol bill of almost $1,460. That's nearly $720 more per year than a new European car. Climate councillor and economist Nikki Hartley says Australia lacks fuel efficiency standards and is calling on the federal government to establish a new vehicle efficiency standard. Sharehouse living is growing as the rental market remains tight and high living costs prompt homeowners to rent out spare rooms. Online share accommodation site Flatmates has recorded an 18.8% increase in new listings since this time last year. But even with that boost, demand for rooms is still dramatically outpacing supply. The platform says in many suburbs there were more than 100 people looking for every property listed. The rise in membership to the platform is also partly fuelled by normal domestic and overseas migration trends in the summer months. 18,000 Australians have signed up to the federal government's BetStop scheme in the first six months. BetStop prohibits gambling companies accepting bets from people who have self-nominated to be part of the program. The majority of registrants are under 40 years old, with one-third choosing to be excluded for life. And now for a look at today's weather. Broome, a possible shower or storm, 39. Perth, partly cloudy, 30. Adelaide, sunny, 35. Melbourne, mostly sunny, 33. Hobart, partly cloudy, 29. Aubrey-Wodonga, partly cloudy, 37. Canberra, a possible shower or storm, 27. Wollongong, a shower or two, 26. Sydney, showers, 27. Newcastle, partly cloudy, 28. Brisbane, a shower or two, 30. Townsville, a shower or two, also 30. Cairns, showers, 31. Alice Springs, sunny, 39. Darwin, showers easing, 33. And the Torres Strait Islands, showers, 32. And that is NITV Radio News. Your community, your conversation. NITV Radio. Join the conversation on radio, online and mobile. You're with NITV Radio. Welcome back. I'm your host, Lawana Grant, and you're listening to NITV Radio. Still to come on the show, NITV Radio chats to Faye Tan, founder of the Mama Movement label, and Bronwyn David, a First Nations artist and educator, revealing how their collaboration seamlessly merged authentic Aboriginal art with stylish activewear. But first, here are a few stories from our NITV news team. Aboriginal leaders on the Tiwi Islands north of Darwin are taking another step towards self-determination, partnering with researchers to launch a commercial prawn operation. Starting at the small community of Warangu, it's part of the CSIRO investment to revolutionise the seafood industry with lessons learned from overseas. Winding rivers and more than a 1,000 kilometres of coastline, it's on these lands on the Tiwi Islands that leaders of the Portamini family clan group are looking to establish a commercial prawn farm. It'll be good for my, my future generation. There are no jobs and no industry in Ron Pontamalui's small outstation of Ranku. 
In the wet season, the roads are impassable. He wants to build a bush industry there that can support a move back to country. So I'm from the country, so I did move back. Um, but I have to move back home and work at home with our people. And with the outsiders, they want to come and bring more, more jobs community. CSIRO researchers have been investigating models for prawn farming in northern Australia since COVID lockdowns. There's a big push towards securing our domestic supply chains, particularly around food. And there's always been a great opportunity here in northern Australia with so much untouched land and opportunities up here, a great environment for tropical species. These ponds in Berry Springs near Darwin are now teeming with tiger prawns as researchers and traditional owners work on the most cost-effective co-led model of what's known as extensive prawn farming. So they operate extensive farming models in lots of Vietnam, uh, which is what we're trying to apply here. Most of the industry in Australia is a semi-intensive industry, um, where you've got somewhere in the range of 20 to 70 prawns in every square metre of water. Um, When we talk extensive, we're talking more along the lines of one to five. Laser and drone technology are being trialled to deter predatory birds and to reduce the work needed for feeding across huge ponds. The results are promising. One of the things we're trying to focus on is working through each of those challenges that we know exist and then systematically finding a solution to each one and then applying them in different ways. It's not the first time prawn farming has been suggested for the tropics. The Northern Territory, Federal and West Australian governments are still smarting from a multi-million dollar prawn farming venture that went into administration. But researchers believe this is different. They're not high density. They don't require a a huge amount of uh, food. They can survive off the natural elements of the water. And so we're not trying to uh, mass produce a product. We're trying to create a unique Tiwi product. So that can generate um, jobs, create more jobs for people so that can explore. The next phase will be trying to attract funding for a commercial farm on the Tiwi Islands and proving the prawn farming co-model can work. In Wurramianga, Letitia Lemke, NITV News. Queensland traditional owners are celebrating the proposed handback of a large parcel of land in the southwest of the state. But the decision has faced some opposition from the broader community. Authorities admitting the controversy was caused by a lack of consultation, as Dan Rennie explains. Tobia is a quiet little town 330 kilometres southwest of Brisbane. But a planned Queensland government transfer of land to the local Aboriginal corporation has caused some unrest. The high-profile mayor at the centre of the controversy agrees things could have been handled better. We have encouraged public uh, public consultation, which is now happening. It should have happened a lot earlier, and if it had have happened, in our view, a lot earlier, then the community would have had the information that was necessary for them uh, to be able to understand this, uh, make uh, their own comments on it and be involved in the process. More than 220 hectares of land and river country will be handed back to the Bigamble Aboriginal Corporation through a freehold transfer. Not everyone in the community is pleased. Michael Offerdale, who runs the Tibia Hotel, said in the statement the town was forming an incorporated association so we can have a democratic legal voice moving forward. And they are united in holding the state and council accountable for public consultation, but remained committed to working collaboratively with all stakeholders.
Traditional owners keen to dispel any fears over future access to the reserve. There has been misinformation passed through the community and extended outside of uh, the region. Um, I can, I have reassured them publicly, and I can reassure you today and our broader community that we are not shutting those gates. And in fact, we will be working with a progress society that Bigamble will establish with local like-minded people to establish what those community access guidelines look like. Elders say the reserve has always been a place for everyone to come together. The majority of the um, Tabea community and the surrounds and the and all the farmers are very, very supportive of this transfer going ahead. More community consultation will take place early next month. Dan Renning, NITV News. Visit sbs.com.au slash NITV radio. Visit sbs.com.au slash NITV radio. Welcome back. You're listening to NITV Radio. Next up, we chat to Faye Tan, founder of the Mama Movement label, and Bronwyn David, a First Nations artist and educator, who reveal how their collaboration seamlessly merged authentic Aboriginal art with stylish activewear. NITV Radio's Birchin Tungandami has more. Time to talk about ethically sourced clothing and active wear incorporating indigenous prints and promoting positive body image. To explore these themes, I'm joined by the Mama Movement's Faye Tan and indigenous artist Bronwyn David. Faye and Bronwyn, first of all, thanks for joining us and welcome to NITV Radio. Thanks, Bertrand. So <laughs> glad to be here. Your label is described as uh, Australia's happiest active uh, wear label with uh, award-winning designs and uh, very beautiful prints, many of which are Indigenous-themed, and you've got very strong connections uh, with uh, First Nations uh, artists. Tell us about uh, the Mama Movement label. Thanks. So my name is Faye. I'm the founder and creative director of Mama Movement. And we are, as Bertrand mentioned, we call ourselves Australia's happiest active wear label because we're really all about trying to inject some joy into the world of exercise. You know, we believe that exercise is something we should do because we love our bodies, not because we hate them. I wanted to really create a clothing range that was going to help people to celebrate their bodies, no matter what shape or size they were in, that their bodies were deserving and worthy of beautiful clothing and that exercise could be something they do from a place of love for themselves. I guess that's where Mama Movement was born. One of the other things that we do through the label, which is what I'm so excited to talk about today and share with you all, is as part of designing the beautiful, colourful patterns that feature on our activewear, we actually work with a range of female Australian artists, so women who are producing beautiful artwork all over Australia, and we collaborate with them to showcase their art and put that onto some of the clothing garments that we create at Mama Movement, and that's our activewear and outerwear lines. And and I'm so excited to talk to, to you all today, and especially with Bronwyn next to me, who is the latest artist we've just collaborated, released a collaboration range with, um, who is an Indigenous artist, and I'm so excited for her to, to tell you a little bit about the print and um, our collaboration. Thanks, Faye. Um, well, this particular design is called Gliding Bunchal, um, and it came about um, a few years ago. I was driving in the car, and we're about to get onto the freeway, and there's some roadworks and things happening, and there was this huge eagle just on the light post on the side of the road. Um, and as we sort of merged onto the freeway, 
this eagle was like gliding alongside the car with me and my daughter in the car and that's how this beautiful design came about. So it's all about the feathers and the flying and it was next to like a wetland so you can see the the bubbles in the water and um, it's just that um, real connection to country. Uh, Bunjali is a very important uh, bird yeah. in uh, Kuri culture. It's yeah. actually one of the totemic and emblematic uh, birds in uh, Kuri yeah. dreaming stories. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's really nice to have that connection and that beautiful story that goes with the design. Is the collaboration between uh, the Mama Movement and Bronwyn restricted to just uh, Bronwyn providing indigenous prints or there's uh, much more work that's uh, done with Bronwyn and uh, her community or other organisations with the, which uh, Bronwyn is involved? With the collaboration that we've just done on Gliding Bunjil with Bronwyn, you know, one of the questions I also asked Bronwyn was to, to tell us if there was going to be um, an organisation that she felt really connected to that she would like for us to fundraise for through our um, collaboration of Gliding Bunjil. And so Bronwyn chose the Koori Heritage Trust, as she mentioned. She does some work for them and the amazing work that they do. I'd love, Bronwyn, if you could just give us a little like quick overview of what they do um, because $5 of every purchase of the Gliding Bunjil activewear from our website goes directly to the Koori Heritage Trust. So I'd love if you could just share a quick overview of what they, what they do. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so at the Trust, they do lots of different things. So they um, celebrate um, all of our arts. Um, at the moment, there's the 11th annual uh, Koori Art Show on. It's on until the 25th of February. And the new gallery space does open up to uh, other exhibitions throughout the year as well. They have a family history unit, so they help the stolen generation people find out, you know, who they are and who their families are and, and sort of where they belong, you know, because of that's, you know, that's all been taken off them. There is the education part that I work in um, and they also do uh, public tours and things as well so that part of giving back I think um, is really important they also do lots of workshops and stuff over the weekends and school holidays that you know are kid friendly or adult friendly and it helps um, everyone you know do different things and try different things and, and make different things and help connect with our culture too. And coming back to how the Mama Movement started collaborating with uh, Bronwyn David and uh, including uh, indigenous prints uh, in uh, the range of uh, the Mama Movement Labels uh, catalogue. Can you tell us a little bit more how the collaboration came about and how uh, your philosophies actually align? One of the things that we're always doing is trying to showcase some of Australia's best female artists in the garments that we produce. So I'm always on the lookout for new artists and I mainly do my research through social media and especially the Instagram and TikTok platforms. And I came across Bronwyn's work because we have another mutual friend of ours who also produces some clothing and she just released a line in collaboration with Bronwyn and I saw that collaboration and I fell in love with one of um, Bronwyn's other prints. It was called Daisy. And I just thought it was such a beautiful piece of artwork that really merged um, Bronwyn's um, culture and heritage as an Indigenous woman, but also really like modernised it and put it into a really colourful palette, which is what Mama Movement is is really all about. It's celebrating our bodies with colour. So I just fell in love with Bronwyn's work from the moment I saw it. Um, Daisy was our first collaboration that we released in 2023, and that was so successful. And then this year when I was thinking about what we would release for 2024, I went and looked at 
Bronwyn's portfolio again and saw Bunjil and Gliding Bunjil, the print, and I just fell in love with the colour palette, but also the story and the connection that, you know, we have, um, you know, at Mama Movement, we're really respectful of the fact that we play, live and work on Aboriginal land, and I wanted to be able to kind of tell that that, tell that story through Bronwyn um, and Bronwyn's artwork and being able to, I guess, talk to more people about that and share that part of our connection there as well. So, uh, yeah, that's, I guess, why we then embarked on releasing a second collaboration together of putting Bronwyn's beautiful artwork onto our pieces. And you, Bronwyn, did you have any second thoughts or it was a natural fate? And, it definitely uh, was, yeah. Together and it started a beautiful friendship too, yeah. Our movement is not just a... Uh, clothing label it's it's a movement so tell us more about this movement i guess mama movement was never just about the clothing or the active wear for me you know i left a corporate job where i was i was actually offered a promotion into a senior manager role i was so deeply unhappy that the thought of actually getting more responsibility in an area that i just hated i couldn't do it and so instead I chose to give that up and all of the stability of working in a in an ASX 200 corporation and left to start my own small business and when I left I didn't actually even know what that was going to be all I knew was I had a, a google docs document open and I called it passion project and I started thinking about all the things that I was really passionate about and trying to think then what could that turn into for an idea or a business idea that I would have to take out into the world that I could be really proud of. As a woman who's suffered from an eating disorder through most of my 20s, I kind of knew that talking and helping women to realise that their bodies, and especially as mums, you know, and all the changes we go through in our bodies, but helping them to realise that their bodies are still so beautiful, even after having children, is the one thing that kept kind of coming back to me. And looking at my then two-year-old daughter at the time and thinking about how perfect and beautiful she is and wanting her to grow up in a world that more women would feel empowered about their bodies rather than afraid of the changes that happen to our bodies with age and with all the things that happen to it that's I guess the idea that kept coming back to me and so that's active wear is really just a vehicle for what I'm trying to create which is a movement especially through social media, of women getting out and celebrating their bodies um, through colourful pieces of clothing. And that was the first part of Bertrand's interview. After the break, we'll bring you part two. Join the conversation on radio, online and mobile. You're with NITV Radio. Join the conversation on radio, online and mobile. You're with NITV Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to NITV Radio. Next up is part two of NITV Radio's interview with Faye Tan, founder of the Mama Movement label, and Bronwyn David, a First Nations artist and educator with NITV Radio's Bertrand Tungandami. Bronwyn, tell us about your art practice and your art in general and how it aligns with uh, the Mama Movement philosophy. My art practice is very intuitive. It just depends on what's happening around me and what's happening on the day. It could be, you know, a big year and that, you know, will really 
reflect, I suppose, in in what I do. And I practice art in lots of different mediums. So um, my digital artworks, I only started about two years ago. Um, But as an artist, it's something that I started from high school, so many, many, many years ago. Um, And I put the brushes down for a few years. So so I was doing um, oil painting back then. Uh, And then... You know, I started to have children and, you know, my life changed a lot and I got back into it, um, more acrylic side of, of painting and I do a bit of mixed media and all sorts of things. And then COVID hit and, you know, it wasn't great for lots of people's mental health. So um, I um, just created more and more and more. But, you know, the more I painted, the more my house filled up with paintings. And then I just started painting on, like, fabrics and then I got into painting leather and I started making earrings from leather and um, then it just evolved into this digital side because the the more I do the more I want and the more it makes me feel great and you know all that colorful side of it as well with that dopamine dressing and dopamine creating it just um it sparks joy in in my mental health so it just it doesn't stop (laughs) and were your color schemes these colors that you normally use did they align so easily with uh, the colors that uh I use all the colors (laughs) Honestly, there is. I sometimes even use black and brown, and and um, incorporate you know those warmer colours in with the cooler colours. As I like to um, break the rules when it comes to combining colours, because I think just the more that I put in there, the the better it makes me feel. You're also part of the global organic textile standards. Uh, you respect that those standards. Uh, can you elaborate on those uh, for us? Sure. I guess I knew that I didn't want to go and create a movement that was about helping to create a more body positive future generation I didn't want to create that while sacrificing mother earth like that just was at odds for me those two things so I knew right from the beginning that creating this clothing label in a way that was as sustainable as possible and as eco-friendly as possible was one of my core values that I needed to bring into um, the creation of this label so really right from the beginning We've worked with um, textiles that are um, as sustainable as possible. So that's, you know, our activewear is made from recycled plastic bottles. A lot of our um, T-shirts and tops are made from organic cotton or bamboo. And that's something that's been important to me right from the beginning is even though it costs more to produce, but it's not going to cost Mother Earth. And so that's been something that's been important to me right from the beginning as well. I can see Bronwyn yeah. uh, kissing. Uh, can you tell us about also your involvement and uh, how you perceive this uh, collaborating in an ethically? Uh, oh, it's a huge important factor, absolutely in the in the collaboration. Um, you know, giving back to country and caring for country is something that is really important to me, um, and something that I'll always look for in a collaboration. And why is Mama Movement described as Australia's happiest clothing and activewear label? I. Australia's happiest activewear label because a lot of the activewear industry is quite dominated by black and especially in Melbourne. Most activewear labels are black. I think the new age Gen Z's wear a lot of brown as well. To me, you know, I believe in the concept of dopamine dressing, which is intentionally choosing your wardrobe to spark joy. And it is scientifically proven that there are different colours that for different people will light up their happy senses in their body. That's what I wanted to do and that's why we feature lots of different colours because I know everybody has their different dopamine colour. That's why we love creating with colourful pieces of clothing and we call ourselves Australia's happiest activewear label for that reason. If you look at our website also, we actually have our models who are actual customers of ours. They're not professional models. They're members of a community who kind of step outside their comfort zone for a day 
in the name of body positivity and celebrating that. And so our photo shoots are not your typical fashion label photo shoot. They're really fun and they're really joyful. And you'll see that in the imagery we have on our website where all the women on there are smiling and happy and not your kind of serious, typical, like, serious activewear um, label. We're, we're all about spreading some joy. You know, it comes back to that message that I wanted to, to spread about injecting some joy um, into activewear. And you, Bronwyn, did you model? Did you feature in one of the photo yes, shoots? Yes, um, I modelled in the last photo shoot that Faye did with the gliding bundle um, photo shoot and I had so much fun. I was terrified going into it. I'm not the kind of person to walk around in, you know, a sports bra and, and sports pants or active wear. I've always, you know, got that, you know, cover-up. Even It might be colourful, but it might be a, a cover-up. You know, I, I am a plus-size woman, um, but as soon as I got there, Faye and the team were just amazing and all the other models were amazing and I just went oh I can so do this and I ripped my t-shirt off and went for it <laughs> I, I, I saw the, the on the website uh, yeah. all smiles and uh, active and uh, the photo shoots are taken in uh, all uh, types of environments and there are women from all diverse backgrounds black, Asian, Caucasian yeah. it's a mixture and um, so they all buy uh, your active wear that's really big for us and every time we do a, a model call out um, a big ticket item for us is trying to make sure that we're encouraging as much diversity as possible in our shoots and that is a mix of skin colours and sizes and shapes but also ages you know uh, different disabilities and I think that's very important for us that we continue to show that, that no matter what your body looks like it's still deserving of love and it's still it can still look really good in colour when I, I think that so many people hide away in black showing them that they don't have to is really important and where can one buy uh, the Mama Movement uh, clothing and active wear? We are mainly an e-commerce website and I would say like 90% of what we do is driven through our website www.mamamovement.com.au uh, We do have a few stores around Australia that do stock our line for people who want to try them on but really, you know, I know that for a lot of people, buying clothing online can be quite scary, especially if it's a brand you've, they've not tried before, knowing what their sizing is, is always a tricky a tricky exercise and so you know we have a very generous returns and exchanges policy on our website because I would never want someone to be stuck with a piece of clothing that they didn't love to me that's so important and so I'd rather make sure that we have the right policies in place that someone can feel safe to shop on our website and then receive their parcel try it on make sure it's the right fit and then if it's not we're happy to exchange that um, for them to try to make sure we get them a piece that they will love um, from our from us so that's yeah I, I, it it is tricky shopping online but we try our best to facilitate that as much as much as possible now before i let you go anything we may have missed you'd like to add to the conversation I loved walking into the SBS offices today because there's lots of Lunar New Year decorations all around at the moment, which is really special for me. I come from a Malaysian Chinese background. My parents um, were born in Malaysia, but my ancestors were born in China. Lunar New Year is our, it's like our Christmas. It's the biggest celebration of the year for us. Fan Bronwyn, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us on ITV Radio about uh, the Mama Movement at Lebo that incorporates Indigenous prints in its clothing and active wear. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much for having us. Join the conversation on radio, online and mobile. You're with NITV Radio.
Join the conversation on radio, online and mobile. You're with NITV Radio. And that's all we have time for on today's program. You can listen back to the show anytime online or catch any of our stories on our website at sbs.com.au. NITV Radio will be back on Friday with more stories from right across the country. I'm your host, Lawana Grant, Mandangor. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. 